Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12 we express our point of view on Mushtarafen. You only benefit from books if you can give something back to them. What I mean is, if you approach them in the spirit of a duel, so you can both wound and be wounded, so you are willing to argue, to overcome and be overcome, and grow richer by what you have learned, not only in the book, but in life, or by being able to make something of your work. Hello everyone and welcome to Murster FM 89.6. Here with you is Ricardo and... Julia, hello everybody, hello Ricardo. As you maybe have noticed, today's topic is about... I suppose mm. about books. Oh, I thought about raccoons. <laughs> ah, wrong opening. No, yes, no. it's about books. But which books? Not books in general, but books that changed our mind or that were just really important to us. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to speak a lot, <laughs> I think, about yeah. all these kind of books. And maybe you will find some books that you like. So it's also a promotional program. Yeah, it's a promotional program, but still, I would like to say that it's more maybe personal program also. Because a lot of these books which we would speak today, I think, mean something special to us. And that's why we are here today. Yeah. But first, Ricardo, I would like to ask you, so what can you say about reading process? Do you like it? And what can you say about people who say that they don't like reading? Well, <laughs> this <laughs> is a question, tricky, yeah? <laughs> a good and tricky question. The reading process, I love it. And you can see it because I'm here now yes. talking about books. And also sometimes I see some books at your place where you yeah. live here. Yeah. And you... Oh, you should see my place in Italy. Like my room <laughs> is a book room. It's a, a library. Yeah, it's a library with a bed. Um, but <laughs> actually mine is also, especially in Moscow, of course. Here I have three books with me. And also I have some books on my laptop, but I don't like reading electronic books, electronic ones. I prefer to read the real ones, to turn the pages and maybe even to make some notes because... Of course, yes. And to smell the pages yes. is so wonderful. Oh, I love it. I really, really love it. And about the people that don't read, mm -hmm. actually you can see them. When you have a conversation with someone that never read a book in his life, I know it's kind of generical now, but usually it's like this. You can feel the difference between someone who read and someone who didn't. First of all, the language he uses. Yes, that's true. It's a kind of flat one and mm, there are vernacular. No, yes, we can say that. And also the way of thinking of someone that read books is totally different from someone that didn't, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And also I can say that books can open the world to us. So when you read, you are not involved in some story or maybe some plot because there are so many different types of books based on history, based on real stories, just some science fiction or even fairy tales. But I think the main point is that books teach us something. And as you said in the preface, you overcome something reading the story, you... You are learning something and sometimes you feel something special inside your soul and maybe even inside your mind and heart. So for me, the best book is when you can think after reading that book, when you can leave these thoughts inside yourself and you are trying to reproduct something new. But also reading. if you can disconnect from reality and enter another world. Oh, That's yeah. also a yeah. good book. Yeah. For example... Like the fantasies oh, have this power mm -hmm. that they are totally, totally into that world. Yeah. And you can picture it with your mind, create your own world. It's fantastic. Yeah, you can imagine everything. You can you leave the book. You wish, yeah. And it's something that I really love. That's why I'm a huge fan of fantasy. Mm -hmm. But we will get to the fantasy part. Okay. <laughs> because if I start speaking about my fantasy book, here we you will, will have end. <laughs> we will have four parts of this program. Okay. <laughs> So, Julia, so, yeah. do you remember, this is a really difficult question, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your first book? My first book, 
of course, I remember. I don't know how to say it in English, but I think each child in his or her childhood had this kind of books which contain the letters inside. <laughs> yes, and maybe some short poems. Uh, that's how you can learn actually the letters and your own language. And I even remember that we were uh, learning by heart with my mom these poems. And I was, I think, two years old and they made this special tape with my voice. And still it exists, I can say. And it was very fun for me when I was we listening to it. All the listeners also want it. <laughs> so when I come back to Russia, I will try to find <laughs> it really. And also my first books were fairy tales, of course, because what you can read in your childhood, I think it's fairy tales. And here, well, no, okay, of course not. But I mean, first, first, first books in your early, early childhood, when you are three years old, four years old, I don't think that you are ready to some heavy content <laughs> during these ages of your life. And also, I remember my first really beautiful book with great illustrations and pictures inside. It was the book with fairy tales by our famous Russian poet Alexander Pushkin. Yeah, and what I love about these fairy tales, first, it teaches you life, actually, but in a very easy way. And what I also love that you can remember some lyrics some parts of these poems even now. So even now I can share. Okay, <laughs> so share, because I will share something in Italian later. So we can mix it. So share something in Russian if you remember. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, it's the fairy tale about Tsar Sultan, if I can say it <laughs> with the English pronunciation. Yeah, by Alexander Pushkin. So this is the beginning of this fairy tale. It will be in Russian. So dear listeners, prepare for it. Три девицы под окном пряли поздно вечерком. Кабы я была царица, говорит одна девица, то на весь крещеный мир приготовила б я пир. So this is the short part of the beginning, but also I can remember some parts from the uh, middle of this story and from the end. But what I what I meant that you really love it and it doesn't matter if you are a small small child or if you are grown up. You love this fairy tales with the same energy, <laughs> with the same love when you are a child and when you grow up. So I really love these stories. I really love these fairy tales. And what is important that they have the main thought, the main point. So you learn something from these stories. And of course, the main things are friendship, love and care. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah. So this is, I think, my first book and I remember it. And what about you, Ricardo? Oh, you're going to be surprised <laughs> because my first book was about dinosaurs. Mm. Yeah, I was a huge fan of dinosaurs, actually. So it's peculiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I have three books in my childhood uh -huh. that were really, really important. So I would say those three. So the first one was the one with the dinosaurs. But what uh, was so attracting to you in these books I don't know, it was pictures, it was the story. No, or it was actually the story of dinosaurs uh -huh. with pictures, really well made, and also a description of every dinosaur. Mm, I can imagine. And it was really, really cool for a child, like, wow, uh -huh. it's amazing. And actually, I still have the book at my home. Yeah, of course. I also have it's my always with me. child books, yeah. <laughs> and the second one was the book of the flags. Mm -hmm. Yes, in these books, there were all the flags in the world mm -hmm. with the meaning of the shape of the flag, of the colors and the design. Ah, so I remember we've made with you the program yeah. about flags. That's so. <laughs> why I wanted to make it. Yeah, so dear listeners, if you want to listen to it, you can check Anchor or any other platform and you will find this peculiar topic we made with Ricardo. Oh, yeah. And that book was really, really cool because it's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. It explains everything. And for example, if some flag was created because of a war, so that color maybe is the blood of the people, they mm -hmm. explain also the war. Mm -hmm. So it was really detailed. And it was really, really good. And I think it was really, really beautiful. Uh, I'm, as a girl, I love fancy stuff, you know. <laughs> yes, and if the book made in some good quality and you can find beautiful pictures inside. I Actually, it was really simple. Sure. There was mm -hmm. just every country in uh -huh. alphabetic order with the flag and the geographic map. Mm-hmm. 
Where you can find where you can country. find this mm-hmm. with the main cities, the rivers, the mountains, the hills, whatsoever, and the story. Well, but still, the and story below. Yeah, now you know. You reminded me about also two books. They are not uh, the books with the stories like we just used to read. First book was about time. It was kind of educational book for children, and this book contained a lot of different stories about time like how people could count the time in ancient Egypt for example and for me it was like the adventure when I was turning the pages it was like a small adventure for me from ancient times to the modern ones and the second book was an English dictionary kind of English dictionary but also with the beautiful pictures and with the descriptions of different things I don't know fruits also flags because I remember this leaflet where I could find a lot of different flags from different exotic countries and I really loved to watch these pages and to discover in new countries so that's my two favorite yeah. books also from childhood and now my last one of my childhood Okay, now this story is kind of funny. Okay. So, <laughs> is the legends of King Arthur hmm. and the Knights of the Round Table. But why? It's funny. It's not funny. Actually. Wait. I mean, <laughs> okay. Wait for it. Okay. Because, you know, when you're a child, they always ask you, what do you want to do when you're a grown-up? Ah, uh, and? And you know what I wanted to do for a living? You wanted to become a knight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, it's not that bad. I mean, yes. <laughs> when you are a child, I was firmly you can imagine as you wish. Yeah, I was firmly convinced that well, I wanted to be a knight. <laughs> so like all the guys in my classroom were like, I want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm, I want to be an teacher. astronaut. <laughs> I want to be like super important people. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be a knight. <laughs> but regard, if you want to be a knight, you can go to England. And you know that and <laughs> actually I forced my father. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Sorry, dad. To take me to almost all the castles in Italy. Ah, uh, <laughs> I believe. I was and I still am mm-hmm. so addicted to castles and medieval times. And so I'm really, really fond of this book. And sometimes I still flick through the pages of this book. Mm-hmm. You know, to read again some legends. And to feel maybe again like you were a knight in your childhood, yes. in your dreams, yeah. But still, okay, I have another idea for you also, Ricardo. You can be a guide, but you can wear some suit like uh, a knight. No, so no, 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 no. <laughs> You will be the best guide in Italy. No, I want you to be a proper knight. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So, so have my castle, my uh, horse. You want to have it. your own castle? <laughs> of course, <Sorry>. yes. <laughs> I mean, aim to the top. Okay, okay, Always. okay, okay. So let's. You know, be... going for adventures. Oh, adventures! Well, if we're talking about the adventures, Ricardo. Oh, the time has come. Yeah, the time has come. I would like to say that I really loved adventure stories in my childhood. I still like them, actually. Yes, me also. But I mean, as I told you, first books are fairy tales for children. I mean, it's my opinion. When you are very small, what can you read? But, for example, when I was five or six years old, my first big book, big adventure book was by Jules Verne about the this mysterious island. And I rem- of course, I couldn't read it like all alone because it's a really huge book I don't remember maybe 600 pages but I remember yeah but not when you are five years old (laughs) (laughs) yes but for me it was also some other window to another world as you said you can imagine everything you want and you follow the speech of the writer and I remember it was time of our summer holidays and we were reading it of course with my mom she was helping me thank you mom and I remember that I was sitting sometimes I was reading sometimes she was reading and I was listening to her and then she said, okay, that's enough for today. And oh my God, I was crying so much. I've been asking mom, please, one more chapter, please. Yeah, because it captured you from the first word and you can't stop reading it and you want to know what will happen next. So for lovers of adventures, I will not say anything about this book, but you just must read it. Yeah, because we will try not to make spoilers. Well, I will not um, promise you that, Ricardo, because <laughs> there is one book which I really would like to speak about more deeply, but I will try not to do but spoilers we know, no, no, no. for another. 
you can say that. We'll just say spoiler alert, <laughs> and then you can spit out everything you want about okay, that book. Okay, okay. <laughs> and what about your adventure experience? My adventure experience. So let's go back to my childhood. <laughs> so everything from from childhood. <laughs> yes. Well, I think I read more than a hundred books in my life nowadays. Mm. So I have a lot, mm-hmm. and I. St- Still remember clearly, I had this book. You know the the book that smells. Yes, the old ones. No, it was mean? with a peculiar smell, so you could buy different smells. Oh. And mine was with lavender, mm. and it still smells of lavender, actually. Oh, it's interesting because I've never heard about such kind of books, really. Yeah, in Italy, were pretty popular, mm. and it was the Baron of Munchausen. Oh, <laughs> that's a nice choice. Yeah. yeah. And especially with the smell of lavender. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I still clearly remember this image of the Baron of Munchausen Uh that was standing up a cannonball floating. Mm -hmm. Really cool guy. So you may think that these are childish, but no, it's not childish. You can read it now and enjoy it. Yes. Yes, yes. What I love about these books. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And then also... The Grimm Brothers mm-hmm. books, mm, of course, every novel from yeah. Rumpelstiltskin to everything I read, like everything from yeah. the Grimm Brothers. Musicians from Bremen. From Bremen, yeah, yeah one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, it was also my favorite and I loved also our Russian cartoon. It was really, really good and they were singing there, they were playing some music. Oh, that's my favorite story. But also, like to get maybe deeper, uh-huh. we have... The Lord of the Flies wow. of Golding, mm-hmm. which we can say is adventure because it's about these guys, these children that were on a boat and the boat sank. So they found themselves in this desert island all alone. They're really, really young. I think maximum they were like 15. Mm-hmm. Teenagers. Yeah. Now also child, like seven <laughs> years old, five. Ah, okay. And so it tells about the life of these kids in a desert island well, and how they managed to survive. And actually, it's really cool because it makes you think about the human behavior when you're really in need of something. So how uh-huh. it changes for the necessities, mm-hmm. for the bare necessities that actually are lacking. So they show their inner thoughts. Inner thoughts yeah. uh-huh. And also how the behavior changes. Yeah. So, for example, you can find a really kind guy, but, you know, struck with anger, mm-hmm. thirst, and yeah, everything you can becomes mm-hmm. bad guy. Yeah, you can change. So how the lack of bare necessities can change your soul and mind so quickly? It's a really really good book. It's not long. Mm-hmm. It's really short. So guys, I really advise you to read it. So for but me, it's I a actually match. advise you to mm-hmm. read it. To read everything. <laughs> yeah. So I would like, I think spend I would have a big list. Spend some money for books. Yeah. Spend <laughs> yeah. some money for books, guys. And by the way, if we're talking about spending money on books, Ricardo, oh. I would like to say also that I adore bookshops. I have a problem with that. Why? <laughs> because actually I have to read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of unread books in my shelves. That's the same with me, Ricardo. But, you know, when you're walking through the city you have nothing to do you're just strolling you know to get some fresh air or hang out with friends I always end up in a bookshop Mm -hmm. but you know what happens then then you start to choose yes and you buy buy. (laughs) yes the same with me I buy for the sake of buying but I can say that it's the only type of shopping I really love because it's a shopping I don't regret yes you know sometimes you buy something and you don't know why but yeah after a few time, you're like, why did I buy that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done that. But with books, it's always good because you know that sometimes you can read it, you can yeah. leave it there and will always be there. And I always believe that there is a time for books. Yes, I agree. And also when I'm in bad mood, maybe, or when I feel sad, what can I do? I go to the bookshop and... Yes, I adore walking through these mazes of books, of bookshelves, and I love to examine the covers of the books. I love to, yes, to feel the smell. Some of them are really new. Some of them can be old. 
and I love to read the preface. And yes, when I start reading and examining, yes, I start buying. I agree, Ricardo. I can say I'm addicted to books and to all the stuff. Yes, I usually buy two or three books yes. when I go there. The same. But as you said, there is time for books because sometimes I buy them and they are laying on the shelves and yes, they wait for me. <laughs> Some of them still are yeah, waiting. They're there. Yeah. There will come the time when you yeah. read it. The mood, special mood, which you need for this or that book. Yeah, and also age, because some books, you appreciate them when you have more experience in life. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. sometimes it's also good to read again one book to find what you didn't find last mm -hmm. time. Something new. Through meaning, yeah. I believe, yeah. But okay, if we go further and if we almost finished with the adventure stories, I will... Well, can we say that fantasies are adventure stories? Because yes, Because if that's the case, course. we are not finished at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, because I also have a huge list, actually, of adventure stories, but today I will share only one. If we mm. have the second part, yeah, then <laughs> I will share. So tell me first... Mm -hmm. Your adventure books and then the one that you choose among yeah. the list. So my list full of these adventure stories, I can name you the authors first. So the authors are Mayan Reed, Henry Ryder Haggard and Jack London. And I think some of them are familiar for you. Of course, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and today I would like to share the story of Headless Horseman. And I can say that it's my favorite story of my childhood. And what is interesting, first, I would like to share some facts about the writer Mind Read. First, as we are in Hungary, you know, Ricardo, that it's a sign <laughs> that we are here and we are talking about books. Because Mind Read was the friend of Lajos Kossuth. And Lajos Kossuth, we know that it was one of the leaders of the Hungarian Revolution in 1850s. I mean, this... You know mm -hmm. that I also have time. an Hungarian book here? Yes, you've told me, yeah. Well, and what I would like to say that sometimes it's interesting that some books which are famous in your country were not famous in the country where the author was born. So Mindread was born actually in Ireland, but then he went to America searching for adventures. And that's how <laughs> it is working. So the author was an adventurer. He went looking for the adventures and he was writing about adventures. And unfortunately, he wasn't that popular, neither in England, where he finished his life, nor in America, where he spent also a lot of time. But in Russia, Mind Read and his books are really very popular and well known. And this story takes time in and place in 50s years of 19th century in Texas. And the story... As we can see from the name, quite mystery, full of mysterious things. So we don't know who is this uh, headless horseman. But the story starts really simple. It's about the family, um, the father, his daughter and son and nephew. And of course, they met somebody who is the main character, Morris Gerald. So I will say that This story full of honor, full of cowardice, loyalty, love, of course, friendship. And you will find some riddle here. And what I love, you follow the book and you want to know the truth. You want to know uh, who is this horse, the headless horseman, why uh, the son of the main character disappeared. And finally, will the main characters be happy in the end? So will it have the happy end or not? But does it have something to do with the mystery of Sleepy Hollow? I don't think so, no. There is no connection with it. The story Because also there we have the headless horseman. Yeah, but the story is really simple. And when you follow it, you have your own mm, doubts, you have your own guesses, and you feel this mm, kind of uh, mystic things. But everything was based like on the truth, on some traditions. And uh, I will not spoil, <laughs> so just read it. But... The story is really interesting and you completely believe in it, what I love. Because I don't like when stories are so full of strange things, you know. And this time, actually, the writers were just describing some experience 
which they had during their travelings and adventure times. And that's totally true. You believe in this story and you believe in the characters. And when you read it, you feel anger, you feel Maybe you sometimes hate some people in this story. Sometimes you want some, you want to support somebody, and oh, this story really causes something inside you, and you completely in the story. So I just would like to advise you to read this story, and that's all. Yeah, I will not spoil anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, and talking about adventures, Julia. I think I cannot help but going back to medieval times. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean. <laughs> and my first adventure book was Ivano mm-hmm. from Walter Scott. You know, I was trying to read it, but maybe the time didn't come. But I was watching only our film, which was produced in Soviet Union. So please share, Ricardo. Maybe I will yes, find Ivano is also, it's also good, the movie that... Uh-huh. I don't know if it's American or uh-huh. British did, but it was really good. Uh-huh. So basically, is the story about this phantomatic black knight that no one know who he is and mm-hmm. is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is all the background of the wars and all this stuff, but really, I cannot say anything because otherwise I will spoil. <laughs> okay. Because it's so easy to spoil with Ivano. Yeah. It's kind of big book. Yes. I have to say that. I remember. <laughs> But once you get through the pages, it's done. Mm-hmm. You manage to go after the 20th page, and then it will just let it you discover uh-huh. itself. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And another one that I loved, talks about medieval times, is nonetheless that can fall at the pillars of the hurt. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So it's about the Cathedral of Canterbury, So it's about the building of the cathedral. Mm-hmm. So it tells the story of the carpenter, like the main architect, and all the issues to build this cathedral. And it's really amazing. Of course, you need time because it's really huge. <laughs> I mean, this book is really huge. <laughs> okay. Like and written really small. Uh-huh. So it's really a lot. Okay. But it's so worth it. And it was so rewarding for me that after reading this book, i had the chance to visit the Cathedral of Canterbury. Oh, that's cool, I think. Yeah, and then you recollect everything. Yeah, yeah all the memories yes. and your feelings which visited you while you and were reading. And it's amazing. And oh. to close with the medieval mm-hmm. books, because I think it's time to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to close this chapter. Let's go a bit yeah. further, okay. There is an Italian one. Mm-hmm. is from Umberto Eco. Mm. Which is Italian. Il nome della rosa, that translated is the name of the rose. Mm-hmm. And this one talks about a priest, Guglielmo from Baskerville, that goes into this monastery, into this abbey, mm-hmm. that is something is happening there, some murders. Oh, it's also a mysterious Yeah, story. it's also a mysterious uh-huh. one, and it all revolves around a book from Aristoteles that talks about the smile. Because they thought that smiling was forbidden, hmm. because mm-hmm. smiling is not for man, mm-hmm. because the the devil smiles, not God, and it's really interesting. I mean, you are just glued through the pages when you flick through them; it's like impossible to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, and it's really well written. I, I mean, feel it's the interest. <laughs> you made a good promotion, Ricardo. Yeah, okay. so this Guillermo from Baskerville is this priest, but also detective. Mm-hmm that goes there to actually find out who's the murderer, what happens there, why are the monks dying. It's amazing. Yeah, I love really detective ama- stories. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And there is also the movie mm-hmm. with Sean Connery. Huh. And I have to say that, okay, I read the book and I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is perfect. So in this case, you can say that it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally worth it. So mm-hmm. guys, if you have time, watch... The Name of the Rose, you can find it also in English. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ricardo. Yeah. Really, it's a good recommendation. I will try, yeah. So because, go for it. Mm, detective stories, I think they take some special place if we're talking about adventures, because while you're reading the detective story, your brains start working. And oh, yeah. yes, you also have, I think, your own line. So you have the story and detective inside it, and you have your own way. And 
In this case, I think both of you are trying to find the truth. So the real one, who is you, who is reading the story, and the detective who is inside the story. And oh my God, it's, oh, I feel goosebumps now. Yeah, but yeah. Julia, now that you take topic uh. of detective stories. <laughs> okay, let's You follow. know what I'm going to talk about. Okay, I don't mind, Ricardo. I'm ready so to listen to you. So it's time for Sir Arthur Conan Doyle mm. and his marvelous Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's the favorite ones of my parents, I can say. Yeah, I have to say that, okay, this is a confession. In my life, <laughs> there were two books that I couldn't stop reading. Harry Potter, ah. <laughs> when I was a teenager, yeah, and Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Literally, I couldn't stop. I know that feeling. You are sitting with the book and you don't feel how the yeah, day no, I is was, passing by. No, it was a total obsession. Yeah. Because I remember that for Harry Potter, for example, I mm-hmm. was going to school, mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. and I woke up every day earlier to read the book. <laughs> I believe. Because you know and what I And I was I having did. breakfast, reading <laughs> the book. Uh-huh. I was reading the book in the bus. And in Italy, we have like from... A lesson to a lesson, five minutes break. Yeah, yeah. In this five minutes break, I was reading. Yeah, I know that feeling. In a 15 minutes break, I was reading. <laughs> I can imagine, Ricardo. So every everybody is running somewhere outside and Ricardo is sitting and reading. Yeah, but I can understand because I did the same. But I didn't wake up early in the morning. I was reading it during the night. And I put the light from my mobile phone <laughs> into the pages. Yeah, because I couldn't turn the light on because my mom would open it, of course, and she would be angry with me. And that time, actually, the phones didn't have these powerful lighters, you know. So I I really read it in bad conditions, but I couldn't stop. And yeah, I know that feeling. I share, totally share. And so, guys, really, Sherlock Holmes mm. is the best detective story ever, ever, ever written. It's so detailed. And when you read it, as you said before, you try to solve the case yeah. inside your mind. Yeah. And I have to say that I was always beaten by Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I never solved a case. I'm a really bad detective. But yeah. I remember that after reading Sherlock Holmes, I was trying to figure out from the people, from the look of their face, what I have done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and you know that actually the character of Sherlock Holmes and Watson are based on real people. I've heard something about it, but not the details, so... So, basically, Watson is mm-hmm. Arthur Conan Doyle itself. Ah, oh, mm-hmm, okay. And Sherlock Holmes was his professor in university mm-hmm. that has this deductive power mm-hmm. because he studied medicine. And as you see in the book, Watson was a previous doctor. Yes, yes, That I went in, in a war and got injured on the shoulder. And this doctor had the power to make a diagnosis just by watching It was an incredible one. And so he built the character of Sherlock Holmes based on him. That's amazing. That's really cool. It was so popular, Sherlock Holmes, that Arthur Conan Doyle was feeling too much pressure and decided to end Mm -hmm. the character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he killed Sherlock Holmes in one book. Uh, That's why. Mm -hmm. But the fans were so pissed off that they went on his house <laughs> and they, they were went by his house and they, they were, were protesting <laughs> yeah please and so he had to revive him, him back yeah mm-hmm. it was incredible like incredible success and really guys read Sherlock Holmes like the short tales or the long ones like everything is so freaking good and also helps you to have like some deduction because after that you pay heed to everything basically oh yeah it's really really nice So, guys, Sherlock Holmes, Arthur Conan Doyle. And if you are too lazy to read, there is a really, really good series Mm -hmm. of Sherlock Holmes that is totally accurate. Which one? So, it's just taken from the books. Mm -hmm. Also, the dialogues are the same. And it's Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett, Mm -hmm. which was said to be the best Sherlock Holmes ever. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, that's the truth. So, Please don't watch that garbage with Cumberbatch mm-hmm. or with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no. Or no with way. the girl from Stranger Things. I don't like it at don't all. Don't watch that because it's not Sherlock Holmes at all. No, of course. Jeremy Brett. It's something different. It's some strange stories. Well, about 
Cumberbatch, I can say it's just kind of adaptation. I mean, if Sherlock Holmes and I don't like adaptations. We're living in yes, in our times, but yes, if we're talking about books, I also prefer when it was made like with all the details because I don't like when you change the plot. If you take the book, so why do you think that you can do it? I don't understand. Yeah. But it's actually topic for another program. program yeah. yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. <here. laughs> yeah. And now, Julia, oh. I will end my speech with. Harry Potter. Oh my God! Do we still have time, Ricardo? <laughs> no, I think we're going to make a second part because oh, I have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Harry so, Potter. Harry Potter. Uh huh. I remember that I was one of the first to have it mm-hmm. because my aunt, she's totally into books, mm-hmm. and she always bought me books. So she knew what was up to date. Yes, <laughs> and she read in some newspaper that in England this Harry Potter was really popular. Mm-hmm. As soon as it arrived in Italy, she bought me. And you were one and I was like, from the first who read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. to say yes. I read it like the first day that it came out in Italy. And I was so into the story that actually after reading it, I was so obsessed. I like believe. Really so obsessed. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> that I knew that every year it would have been published. So I was like all the year waiting for the new story. <laughs> you were totally addicted to it. Definitely, yes. It was a total addiction. I will not explain the story because everyone in the world knows the story. Yes, yes. But the rolling has this power to let you enter the world, literally. You you can picture everything about Hogwarts, about Diagon Alley, everything. Just yeah. the descriptions are amazing. But I think Ricardo will disappoint you a bit. You don't like it? <laughs> no, it's not about I like it or not. No, of course I like it. But I think I was the last who read it. Because I remember this obsession when Harry Potter appeared on the shelves. And for me, it was kind of strange. Everybody was reading around me. And I was asking, so what's that special about this book? Because it's just another fairy tale about magic, about some teenagers. Also, the story is very simple. But I don't know, when I started reading it, I understood. But I don't like to be in the trend, you know. And when everybody is doing something... Ah, uh, you did the opposite. Yes, I, I reject it. I don't like it. And when this wave like went out and everything was finished, I think people were waiting for fifth or sixth book, maybe. And I've started reading. And yes, from that moment, as I told you, I was reading it in the night. I was reading it everywhere, also as you did. Yeah, and... I've understood this phenomenon of this book. And it is also good for children, for grown-ups, because everybody actually wants the magic. Everybody wants to live in some fantasy world. And, of course, this story is about friendship, loyalty, and it's the eternal battle between evil and... But who didn't wait for the letter from Hogwarts? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone did. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I did. Yes, I also... I'm not ashamed to say that I did. Yeah, yeah. I also was waiting for it. But to be honest, I knew that no owl would come. And it was just some kind of hope, you know, maybe, maybe really magic exists. And these two houses will just split out and I will enter some hidden road and there will be some magical world. I don't know, but But it's still. nice to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so I still believe. Who knows? Well, <laughs> But actually, Julia, I will tell about this one and then if I keep on going that, just shut me down. Okay, I will shut you down because I also have one really, really good book which I would like to share today. It's really important. So I think we still have time, actually. Yeah, yeah, we have time. Okay. And so it's time for my love. Oh, it's a commitment, you know. (laughs) It's a great statement, what I say. Mm -hmm. But actually is a book that I read three times. I mean, Harry Potter, I read it more. But this Mm -hmm. one, I read it just three times Mm -hmm. because it's more than 1,000 pages. Mm -hmm. Uh, You maybe know what book is it. Because we are speaking about fantasy. We are speaking about the fantasy book. It's a a religion. Well, for me, the fantasy books are starting with with the Lord of the Rings. And that's the book. (laughs) Of course, I was waiting for it. The book, the Lord of the Rings, the best Uh, fantasy ever written. Oh my God! And there won't be any fantasy better than the Lord of the Rings. Sorry, guys. 
that's too perfect. I have no words to explain because you just you can take the book and you start reading and you will understand everything, you know. Also, what I can't understand how these people, I mean, writers create all this world. But actually, Even what's impressive by Tolkien is that he didn't just create a world. Language. Languages. Yes. And there is also on my special edition book like all the annals of yeah. the governors. Yes, yes, yes. So it created a story because we have to say that The Lord of the Rings is the last one of a trilogy. Yes. Because we have first yeah, the, the Silmarillion. Yeah, yeah. Then The, the Hobbit. Hobbit and then The Lord of the Rings. But he wrote first The Lord of the Rings then The Hobbit and yeah. then The Silmarillion which is not complete because he died. Yes, I know. And But chronologically you should read first The Silmarillion yes. and then go to The Hobbit and then The, the Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings, Rings. Yeah. where you have the conclusion. And here I would like to send my greetings to my best friend, Alex, because he is a huge fan of this fantasy world also. And he's a great expert. And I really feel some sorrow that he's not here now because he really has something to say. So, Alex, hello and good morning to you from here, from Niritaza. This special edition <laughs> of talking about books is for you. And Lord of the Rings has everything inside so you can find history yes you can find values this fantasy world of course full of amazing creatures and no but how well written are the characters i yeah. mean like a character like sam gamji which is one of my favorite uh, i don't like frodo i have to say I can say also, especially after you watch the movie and you see only this type of face and he's always in some suffer. Yes, he's grimy, moody, he bare, he's spring, <laughs> yes, he's tool and it's so difficult. But still, yeah, Samwise is the greatest one. Yeah, and I love Aragorn. I mean, well, in the books, it, in the books, course. it's so cool. Yeah, of course. I know that Aragorn is the main character of the book, but actually I was amazed by elves, of course, because they are so unusual. And it's not only about that they are so handsome, they have eternal life, but it's interesting that such beautiful creatures are actually so selfish and they are not that good as we thought about them. I love how I love how Tolkien shows different characters from different sides. You can find Cavadis and the opposite in one personality and it's totally amazing how it works when you read it. Oh my god. And even sometimes if we are talking about the characters, even Gollum, when you follow his story, sometimes you feel that You don't hate him, actually. No, you, you feel, feel pity. pity, yes. And maybe if somebody really could help him, maybe he would come back to mm, the bright side. No, because side, he was too rotten yeah. by but the still, time of the book. So, I mean, that you, you have this hope, but you know that final will be totally the final which Tolkien put, of oh, course. Yeah. yeah. And with this sentence that I say now, I think that a lot of people <laughs> will want to beat me. <laughs> but guys, Gandalf is way better than Dumbledore. Sorry, uh, I said it. Yes, I agree, because Dumbledore also is not that clean, I can yeah. say. But Gandalf, come on, guys. Gandalf uh, is the best. Gandalf, yeah. And when Gandalf died, I mean, when first I was watching the movie, oh my God, how I was crying. It, for me, it was like, what? What? He can't die. No, yeah, he how can't. how did he do that? Yes, he can't die. I mean, I, I didn't know Spoiler what we what Spoiler alert. <laughs> No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but no, no spoilers again. But I mean, I couldn't believe and I didn't know what would happen I, no, next. I, so. I agree. It's no spoiler <laughs> yeah. because if you didn't read or watch The Lord of the Rings is your yeah. fault. Yes. It is a fault. Uh, totally. <laughs> so, Julia, now that I have speak about mm -hmm. fantasy book. Okay. I think that maybe it's time for you to speak about so your book. Some heavy stuff. Are you ready? <laughs> Are I you ready to cry, guys? Ready. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> oh, come I'm on, Ricardo. <laughs> no, it's too early, Ricardo. Please. We have a tissue. Um, in the office, but no, sorry, now on. you shouldn't uh, spread your tears <laughs> around sorry. the microphone. Yeah. Well, this book, I can say, will not change your mind, but it will make it upside down for sure. And the story is named Flowers for Algernon. 
written by Daniel Keyes. And oh my God, I'm almost, I'm almost crying because first I would like to say that Daniel Keyes is a special writer. I think all of his books contain something inside, something real, a real story or people and characters who were real in the life. And I would like to say that this book got a um, special award, the Nebula Award in 1966. And the Nebula Awards honor the best science fiction or fantasy published in the United States each year. And this is, as I opened already, kind of science fiction. First, how it appeared. In 1957, when Keyes was teaching English in a school for mentally retarded children, one of the students asked him if he could change the school to a regular school, if he studied and became smart. And that's how the idea came to Daniel Keyes. Well, what the story is about? The story is about... Charlie Gordon, who is 32-year-old bakery cleaner. And the main point is that Charlie is mentally retarded. And as we sometimes say in simple words, he's a stupid one. But, you know, after reading this book, you will totally change your mind about the words you say to people, about all this stuff. The story is unusual, it's sincere, it's honest. When you read it once, you will never forget it, believe me. It will touch all the... All the yes, and it will touch your heart totally. The plot is not that complicated. So Charlie was mentally retarded, as I told you, and he agreed to be a part of an experiment. Two scientists found the way how we can improve intelligence by surgery, and they had a successful operation on a mouse named Algernon. So you know now who is Algernon. Well, Algernon was a genius mouse after this kind of surgery, and they decided, okay, let's repeat this experiment on some person. So Charlie agreed to become this person. What happened to Charlie? Charlie's IQ grows rapidly from 68 almost to 200. What is interesting that the story was written like the reports of Charlie because Charlie was fixing everything, all his thoughts, what was going on by writing these special reports. And in these reports, he realizes the real attitude of the people, real attitude of the world to him. Because when he was stupid one, of course, people were bullying him, they were laughing at him. And he thought that they are so kind, they love me, they laughed with me. <laughs> but they were laughing at him. Then he started being more and more genius, more and more smart. And he got another side. When you are too smart, you still can be rejected by the world. So nobody could understand him. This story is full of these conflicts between him and the world, between him and some people, also between him and his love, because he, of course, as every human wanted to find some love, and he was close to find such a girl, but unfortunately, when he began to become more and more smart, nobody could understand him. And the story ends up with not happy end, of course, because... No, spoiler. no I, I've told you that <laughs> there would be spoilers, so now, yes, that's the spoil alert. Well, so after Charlie's intelligence level becomes higher and higher, he understood that this world is so limited. This world has such delusions and a lot of things which people cannot see when they don't look deeply. And he started to think how he can help another people to become smarter, to overcome this problem. But you know what happened? So after he rapidly became smarter, after some point he became to degradate again because Algernon died. And when he opened this, that after this surgery, you grow up very fast. But then at some point, when you come to the top, you go down again. And he understood that the same fate would come to him. And yes, unfortunately, he became mentally retarded again. He was thinking about suicide. But of course, as he again went down, he just forgot about this. And he felt the same feelings which he had at the beginning of the book. But what is very important also, he remembered this experience that he was a genius at some point, And he was really thankful to this world. And after Algernon, his mouse 
was dead, he asked to bury him and he asked to bring some flowers to his grave. Oh. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe I couldn't explain it in some good way, but really, when you read this book, your mind is totally changing because you understand how the society is cruel to people. It doesn't mean if you are weak or if you are powerful, it's the same. So people don't like either weak people, people with diseases or people with the like great level, high, yeah. yes, of Because intelligence. They are better than them. Yes. And that was a real discovery for me. I mean, when you know more, when you go deeply into some things, you understand how the society is limited. You feel that you are not the part of this world and you can't live with it because still, as we say, everybody is looking just for some affection, love, friendship, loyalty. But it's so freaking difficult to find your place in this cruel world. And after that, I can say that you will also change your mind about people who have some problems, not only diseases, but mental problems. And you realize how precious your life is. Because sometimes we are just wasting our time. Sometimes we think that, oh my God, I'm so unhappy. If you feel some doubts, if you don't know what to do in your life, I really recommend it to read this book. It will give you more a lot than just some thoughts, some food for your brains. It will give you a lot of, maybe not answers, but the keys. And you maybe questions. Will, maybe questions, yeah. But you will find the right way for yourself. And you will find the real value of your life for sure and now guys <laughs> after this beautiful speech of Yulia that I totally oh, agree with thank it you kind of touching yes I hope you are not crying uh, I was almost crying <laughs> Yulia I have two more books okay. that I would really like to speak about okay and we have time I think so not a lot but we have yes so tell me do you want to go first in Italy or in Hungary Well, let's go to Italy. I knew it. <laughs> That's why I have here Italo Calvino, mm. my favorite writer, okay. with Invisible Cities. And you said to me that there is no English. No. For, For Calvino, uh -huh. you will find a lot in English because mm -hmm. he actually made some conferences also in English, mm -hmm. like American Lessons, that I really advise you to read. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to speak about that okay. because I need a whole program for that. <laughs> okay. So I will talk about Invisible Cities. Mm -hmm. Invisible Cities basically is the story of Marco Polo mm -hmm. that is sent by the Kublai Khan to visit the world. So it's also kind of adventure story. No, it's just an escamotage uh, to, okay. to get into the story. <laughs> okay. So these cities are, of course, fictional cities, mm -hmm. but they describe the soul of the human being. Every city is an aspect of the soul. And That's now kinda. we are here in the chapter of the cities of desire. And I would like to read one city, if I may. Okay, of course. And I'm talking about the city of Anastasia. Mm -hmm. At the end of three days, moving southward, you come upon Anastasia, a city with concentric canals watering it and kites flying over it. I should now list the words that you can profitably be bought here. Agate, onyx, chrysoprase and other varieties of chalcedony. I should praise the flesh of the golden peasant cooked here over fire-seasoned cherry wood and sprinkled with much sweet marjoram and tell of the women I have seen bathing in the pool of garden and who sometimes, it is said, invite a stranger to disrobe with them and chase them in the water. But with all this, I would not be telling you the city's true essence. For while the description of Anastasia awakens desire one at a time only to force you to stifle them, when you are in the heart of Anastasia, one morning your desires awaken all at once and surround you. The city appears to you as a whole where no desire is lost and of which you are a part. And since it enjoys everything you do not enjoy, you can do nothing but inhabit this desire and be content. Such is the power, sometimes called malignant, sometimes banning, that Anastasia, the treacherous city, possess. If for eight hours a day you work as a cutter of agate, onyx, chrysopars, your labor which gives form to desire takes form desire its form and you believe you are enjoying Anastasia wholly when you are only its slave. Mm -hmm. So basically talks about passion mm -hmm. and desire that you think you possess them, but they are actually possessing you. 
Mm-hmm. We always have two sides of everything. Yeah, but you need to actually know it because you think always that you are indestructible, invincible, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. And Anastasia proves it, that you think that you are smarter and you have the control over everything, but usually is all the tools around you, everything around you that controls you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we can see it this year. <laughs> oh, yes. When you have some plans, you can just make the God love at it. Yeah. And now, as you remember, I started with a sentence, this program. I remember. And it was from, from the book I'm going to speak about now. Okay. Which is... Hungarian? Hungarian one. Mm-hmm. From one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. Portraits of a Marriage from Sándor Maraj. Mm-hmm. The most famous book of Sándor Maraj is Embers. Well, I can say that I don't know the works of Sándor Maraj. Uh, bad, <laughs> so bad, 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 bad. Ricardo, no. So this <laughs> no story, shame for me. <laughs> this story is about a marriage mm-hmm. that doesn't end up well mm-hmm. and so spoilers spoilers spoiler. no no no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know it at the first page okay so is this marriage by the point of view of the bride and the groom the lover and their friend so mm-hmm. you have four version of feelings oh, that's quite interesting yeah it's really interesting i have to say that the first part makes the book Like mm-hmm. the first part mm-hmm. of the book is perfection. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. It makes you think. It makes you have some questions, answers. It's really a masterpiece. The other three parts cannot be possibly as good as the first one, for sure. So it's a really good book, but the first part is really a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I want to read you an extract of oh, the first part. Okay, I'm Because ready. a lot of people, I think, should think about this sentence and... Make themselves some questions, you know, when you feel a bit in the doldrums under the weather. Now I'm ready for questions. <laughs> you know, maybe the love story you had didn't go well. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying that the sea is full of fish, mm-hmm. think about this. So suddenly I realized that there is no right person. There is neither on earth nor in heaven nor anywhere else. You can be sure of that. There are only people and each one there is a pinch of the right one. But in none of them is everything we expect and hope for. None of them contain all of this, and there is no such thing as that certain figure, the only one, the wonderful one, the only one who can give us happiness. There are only people, and in each of them there are legs and rays of light. Everything. Quite interesting. Yes. And you know, a lot of people lingers to just one person saying, you are the love of my life. I will never make a lie if I'm out of you. Oh, you know, without yeah. you, I'm lost. But if you think about it, yeah, I mean, everyone has something of the best person for you. Yes. But of course, it cannot possibly exist the perfection because yes. perfection doesn't exist. There is no ideal. Yeah. And I think if we had some ideals, it wouldn't be so interesting to live our lives, of course. <laughs> But still, I have something to argue with the author. But it's a beautiful thought anyway. And yes. What do you want to say to Shandor Maray? <laughs> well, there is no right person, of course, because you have only one right person. I mean, who can make you happy? You know who it is? It's you, yourself. of course. And when you don't have peace and harmony inside yourself, you will never find this right person, you know. And it completely depends on you. So first, start with yourself, and then you can go and start your searching for something, for somebody, for whatever you want. Really interesting. <laughs> also smart. Yeah. Thank oh, but you. also I forgot. Oh, I'm I'm so stupid. We are talking about No, Ricardo, please don't say stupid. No, yes. Now we know <laughs> that being stupid is not that good. Because actually we have a program about books. Mm-hmm. But I didn't suggest you this book. Which one? It's called On a Winter's Night a Traveler by Italo Calvino. Mm-hmm. In Italian is So una notte d'inverno un viaggiatore. Um. And it's really amazing because it talks about different romances. Mm-hmm. So in one book, you have the incipit of mm-hmm. ten romances. Oh. And you don't know how they finish because it's your work to do. Mm-hmm. You have to finish them. And they have the open final. So you don't have... No, like there is just the opening. Uh-huh. Okay. So they tell you like how to write a romance, like different incipits, how you can build the story. <laughs> so there are 10 stories of people mm-hmm. that write romances and these romances, how they develop. So 
you actually have the start. But yeah, the incipit. But the ending, you will find goes, yourself. Uh-huh. No one knows. Well, you know, I have uh, some strange feeling about such kind of works because, yes, I love to think. I mean, I, I love to have my inner conversations with myself while I'm reading the book or after I finish it. But sometimes I really need some point in the end, not three points, not dot, 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 <laughs> just one, because I can imagine whatever I want. And today it can be a happy end. Tomorrow it will be not happy end. And oh, I don't know. I think I should be in the mood for reading such stories. Thinking. Sometimes you have to think about it. Yes, yes. So what I meant, yeah, not always I'm ready for the opened finals, but it also can be very useful. So but now, Yuri, I think we reached the limit that we have. Oh. So we can freely announce that there will be a second part. Yeah, there will be a second part because I just started my list. And yes, I have something to yeah, share. Also more. Yeah. Okay, but for today, I'm really thankful to you, Ricardo, for yes, this but discussion. But I want to end this part, this first part. Of course, with some... With a sentence. Yeah. Of course, from... Calvino. Calvino. <laughs> okay. So, take life lightly. Lightness is not superficiality, but gliding over things from above, not having boulders on the earth. Oh, that's so beautiful. And so, guys... With that's so Italian. Sorry, yeah. Ricardo. <laughs> and so, with Calvino, that I'm going to speak about also in the second part, <laughs> of course. Um, but it's cool. I already love him. <laughs> oh, yes, he's amazing. But yeah, don't speak about Calvin, otherwise we will never finish it. No, no, no. So, Ricardo, we don't have time. Let's go and have our break. Maybe some coffee, yeah. maybe some tea. <laughs> Guys, and maybe so read books. Read some books, yeah. I hope that with this speech, me and Julia maybe just gave you some ideas for some books or gave you the will to read. Yeah. It that doesn't matter what you read, just read. Yes. Also, That's I would it. like to finish with one thought, which once I've heard from my the best teacher ever, of course, Russian language and literature. And I will say hello, Lina Sergeyevna. She said to us that, okay, guys, you maybe cannot love reading books if it happens occasionally, but you should read even two lines a day, just two lines, and you will understand later. So if you don't have the wish or the time, just open some book and read simply two lines, but every day and maybe something will come into your mind or yep. so. So <laughs> I think we can finish now. And yeah, with these beautiful thoughts, Ricardo and, <laughs> and Julia yes. here on Mustafa FM 89.6. See you next time with the same topic. Yeah. So important books of our life and maybe why not? Also yours. Yes, you can share, of course. Part. Your Facebook posts, yeah. So text us and see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12, we express our point of view on Mushtar Family.